and those by any other name. Hello and welcome to this week's Urgent Bite, brought to you by the Royal New Zealand College of Urgent Care. My name is Guy Melrose and today we're looking at nose injuries. While I like flowers and gardens in general, I find that names of flowers are not something I ever pay much attention to. Which, when you think about it, is interesting because the language of medicine and the language of flowers are quite similar each often sharing Latin roots, so to speak. There are also many medicinal plants which have connections to modern medicine, digitalis, for example. But whereas medical names and words have always found a comfortable home in my brain, the names of flowers and plants are left to drift off into the ether. This is in stark contrast to my wife, who can remember the names, including the Latin names, of most plants with ease. But recently my urgent care spider senses started twitching when I learned of the etymology of a flower that, whilst I have heard of it, I would not have been able to identify it if it was in a lineup of two. In fact, the main reason I'm familiar with the flower's name is that as a child I had an audio tape of a Winnie the Pooh story in which Pooh and Piglet struggled to say the name of the flower. Nistachium was the best attempt that Piglet could make, but I believe the correct pronunciation is nasturtium. Other than this persisting memory of Piglet's struggles, this flower held no interest to me until I learned what it means. It comes from the Latin naris, meaning nose, and torquery, meaning twisted, twisted nose. I then looked at pictures of this flower, expecting to see a twisted nose to explain the name, but it just looked like a normal flower. And not to delve too deeply into botany, but apparently the floral nasturtium that Piglet was referring to are not related to the nasturtium that gave its name from the Latin. This nasturtium is a type of peppery watercress, and it was so named because when you eat it, it makes your nose twist. But, to cut a long story short, learning about the twisted nose of the nasturtium made me reflect on all the twisted noses that we see in urgent care. Nasal trauma is quite a common presentation, and my reflective musings saw me consider a very important diagnosis, but one I do not recall making very often. This made me think, either it's not very common, or am I missing it? And that is the septal hematoma. A septal hematoma is a very important diagnosis to make after nasal trauma because as the hematoma forms between the septal cartilage and the mucoperichondrium, it leads to irreversible septal necrosis. So if uncorrected and undiagnosed, this septal damage leaves long-term cosmetic damage. I've always been taught to look for a septal hematoma in all nasal trauma, and this is what I do. We're looking for a fluctuant swelling originating from the nasal septum, the fluctuance being the discriminator from a deviated septum. The patient will often report nasal obstruction, and when I reflect on cases I have referred in the past, it's usually been because of the obstruction and less about my visual concerns. Now, while I do not have any personal statistics, 
anecdotally, I cannot recall seeing a huge number of septal hematomas. Or, to be more accurate, I've not referred a huge number to ENT with the suspicion of one. And so I was interested to know if there are any statistics on this. I found a great paper in the BMJ by a Dr. Saniolo et al. called Nasal Septal Hematoma from 2014. I've linked in the show notes to the abstract, so if you can get the whole paper, it is well worth a review. They talk about how it is believed these form and cause damage, and what we in primary care need to do. But they also say that the incidence in primary care is unknown. They quote a figure of 0.8 to 1.6% of patients with nasal injury reviewed by ENT have a nasal septal hematoma, although they say that this is probably an underestimate due to the potential for missed referrals. But a paper from 2021 in the International Journal of Pediatric Otorhinolaryngology by Dr. Ali et al. titled Nasal Septal Hematoma in Children, Time to Diagnosis and Resulting Complications, they comment on the literature being quite scarce and consisting mainly of case reports, hence them doing their study. And in their study of 2,762 paediatric charts, they found 13 cases of nasal septal hematoma with a median time to diagnosis of seven days. They looked at missed cases and where these happened, and nine of them were from ED, six were in a primary care GP setting, one was in an urgent care clinic, and two were in an ENT clinic. They conclude that nasal septal hematoma is rare, but can result in serious complications. From both these papers, I've learned that children are more prone to nasal septal hematoma, and so increased suspicion needs to be considered in these cases, and not least when you consider the cosmetic effects in that population, compared to, say, an old MMA fighter. So both the papers I mentioned are worth reading and linked in the show notes, especially the BMJ article, as they give a great refresher for the urgent care clinician. But my take-home from reading this is as follows. Missed nasal septal hematoma cause complications, and it's quite common that we miss them. We must look for nasal septal hematoma in all cases of nasal trauma, and then document the absence if we don't see one. A good visual inspection using a pair of forceps and a good light, palpating with a cotton bud if needed, feeling for fluctuance, and always check for nasal obstruction. And if in doubt, refer early for ENT to review. Cartilage damage is irreversible, so if in doubt, ask for a second opinion. The data is not great. So, for anyone interested in doing some urgent care research, this would be a great topic. What is the incidence of nasal septal hematoma presenting through urgent care, and what is our miss rate? This would be the sort of research in urgent care that Dr. Russell from the Journal of Urgent Care Medicine alluded to when we last spoke. So, plants, Winnie the Pooh, and nasal trauma just your typical urgent bite. But if you have any comments, questions, suggestions or corrections, email podcast at rnzcuc.org.nz. We'll be back again next week with another podcast. I look forward to seeing you all then. But for now, thanks for listening.